0: Four of rock's greatest composers came from just two bands. On Kinks and Beats Daily, we take a look at the songs and albums that exemplify the highlights of John Lennon, Paul McCartney, Ray Davies, and George Harrison. Hello, hello, hello. Welcome to the Kinks and Beats Daily. I am your host, Tony Fry, and uh, I'm glad you're joining us today. This is, we are into our second week of this podcast and um, are showing no signs of slowing down. And I'm liking that people are listening. So thanks for joining us today. We're back to the Beatles. And um, I don't know why I present this as if it's a surprise. You all read the title of the podcast when you downloaded it. We're talking about appalled song, I've Just Seen a Face which was originally released on August 6 1965 and this is the earliest song we've we've talked about so far on this podcast. I have inadvertently um, focused on late 60s early 70s stuff with from both bands what do we got uh, the earliest yeah the earliest one so far has been 1968. So this is the earliest Beatles track we've covered. And so this is the first time we're going to talk about this, but this album, this song appears on two different albums, depending on what country you lived in. In Britain, August 6, 1965, it appeared on the Help album. And uh, that was a soundtrack to the movie. And side A of Help was music from the movie. And then side B was just extra tracks that they recorded to fill out the side B. So it's half soundtrack, half brand new album. In America, because back in those days, uh, the Beatles would release an album with 14 tunes on it in in the UK. And then they would send it to Capitol in the United States and Capitol would um, take two of the songs off and release an album with 12 songs and then take those two songs that they'd accumulated from other albums and singles and release extra albums. So there are a lot more American albums than there are uh, UK albums, because the Beatles also didn't put the singles on their UK releases. So Capitol could take a 14-song help and take off five songs and then replace some of those with singles, and then have five songs for the next... So they, they had a backlog of music that they were using to make these Frankenstein albums. Now, it, for the most part, actually, I would say across the board because they are what I'm used to hearing. Um, the CDs, when the CDs were released, even in the United States, they used the uh, United Kingdom catalog. That is canon, with the exception of Magical Mystery Tour. But so that that's what I was brought up on. I I you know I was a CD listener. So I only know the British albums. And I would say across the board, the British albums are better um, overall. The sequencing of the music is better. It's more deliberate, obviously. It's not Capitol Records uh, trying to make what is most commercially appealing. The UK albums are what are the Beatles trying to make their artistic statement. And even from the beginning, the early days, you know, even before Help!, um, there was thought into the sequencing and some of these albums uh, really suffered by being chopped up and, and bastardized by capital. That said the American rubber soul is a really interesting album. So on yesterday, or on, uh, uh, help. Like I said, it, uh, it appears on side two because it's not from the help movie and it's the fifth track on side two. So it's kind of buried deep in the album. And this album had songs like Help, The Night Before, You've Got to Hide Your Love Away, Another Girl, Ticket to Ride, You're Gonna Lose That Girl, It's Only Love. It's got some big time songs. It's got Yesterday on it for crying out loud. It's got some big time songs on it. So this song kind of gets lost in the mix. um, Fairly or not. But in America... On the American Rubber Soul, it actually opens the album. And that album as a whole has a much more uh, acoustic feel. Because the Rubber Soul American version is about half, well, maybe a little bit more than half, of um, the British um, uh, Rubber Soul. It's 12 songs instead of, uh, what was the British one? 14 again. So we've got, but it opens with I've Just Seen a Face. It's actually the album opener, which is kind of cool. And it makes sense. I've Just Seen a Face is a driving song. It's quick, it's up tempo, it's super short at uh, two minutes and four seconds. It's super short. And that's with a couple verses, a couple choruses, uh, a refrain, an intro, and a guitar solo. And it still clocks in at 204. That is a Don't Boris Get to the Chorus song all the way. But the uh, American release of Rubber Soul has I've Just Seen a Face, which is from Help. Norwegian Wood, You Won't See Me, Think for Yourself, The Word, and Michelle. That's the side A. And then side B uh, has It's Only Love, also from Help. Girl, I'm Looking Through You, In My Life, Wait and Run for Your Life. So that's a much more acoustic-driven album without Drive My Car, without Nowhere Man, without, uh no the word was on there. Uh, if I needed someone. So it's, it's missing a couple of the rockers. So go on Spotify or whatever and Wikipedia and make yourself a Rubber Soul American mix and see what you think. But I like the idea of opening with I've Just Seen a Face. This album, or I keep Doing that. This song actually dates back to the Quarryman days. Paul wrote it way back before the Beatles were even the Beatles yet. And is just dripping with country influence. Uh Paul calls it a skiffle song, but I mean it's straight up country. And he actually affects his voice, and he does this a lot. Uh, most famously on Lady Madonna, when he's basically doing a Fats Domino impression but he actually in this one he kind of affects his voice so instead of being like i've just seen a face i can't forget he he kind of gives it a nasally he he brings it up into his in his sinuses and he's like i've just seen a face i can't forget so he's he's adding a twang he's not adding an accent he's not doing an you know a a south a southern american accent but he is kind of singing it with a little twang and then the harmonies he's got that darling i am falling he's got that that twing in there which is cool and he does that a lot and actually he did it again that same day because the same day they recorded i've just seen a face they recorded yesterday soft ballad classic everybody knows it and they recorded i'm down which is him doing his little richard impression big day for paul To record yesterday, I've just seen a face and I'm down in the same recording session on the same day. That's a pretty good day. That I mean, that was him at his peak bringing in a pile of songs going, I'd like to record these lads, and uh, and those are the three you brought in that day. I mean, it's good stuff. But it's also, you know, kind of shows his range. He's doing a country song, a soft ballad, and then a a loud screaming rocker. It's good stuff. Uh, If you listen closely... You'll notice a few things. Three acoustic guitars. At least one of them is 12-string. It's hard to tell because of the way they pan the solo towards the center. Um, It's a 12-string guitar solo. I think I hear a second 12-string guitar, but it could just be the same 12-string that plays the solo just panned over onto the left speaker. But the guitar doing the little fills, the, the, uh, the, the, the turnarounds and stuff, is a 12 string too so there's at least one maybe two 12 strings there's no bass guitar which is very rare for a beatles track that that featured all four of them this may be the only one that doesn't have bass now that i think about it um maybe uh because on abbey road i'd have to listen to it again but in any case it's incredibly rare that all four beatles appeared on a recording and there's no bass um paul's actually playing lead acoustic George is playing lead acoustic and John is playing rhythm acoustic and then you got Ringo in the back playing brushes and to my ear there's no bass drum I could be wrong maybe somebody with a, a better sound system than me can hear the bass drum if if there is it's very light it's uncharacteristically light for Ringo and there's no cymbal work He's doing it brushes on the snare, and he's doing kind of like the pattern he would do on "Get Back," but he's doing it like in a jump swing too. So it's like duka 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 duka. So it's kind of got that rolling train kind of vibe that you got from a lot of country music at the time. And as much as George was influenced by Carl Perkins' uh, guitar playing, rockabilly country guitar playing, and Paul obviously has some country influence uh, to write this tune, which is very authentically country in its chord progression, in its melody, in the harmonies, all of it's very authentic. Um, And then also in his vocal delivery, Ringo is a huge country fan. I mean, on Rubber Soul, he's doing a country cover. So these guys knew how to do these kinds of songs. And and it's kind of cool for a British band, you know, in, in their early 20s at this point, to be able to swing from this country song to a rock song like Help, to uh uh you go back an album or two to uh till there was you where george delivers a beautiful jazz guitar solo and we'll talk about that when we talk about that song one of his finest solos uh they're, they're so versatile and being able just to seamlessly switch from style to style or blend styles together um at that age is super mature and cool and hip and, and influential. And then to still sound like the Beatles. Uh, so yeah, that's that. It's uh it's a good tune. I suggest you listen to it as always. Listen to it loud. Listen to Paul's vocal delivery, the affectation he has on his voice. Listen to the, um, there's actually some, for most of it being strumming, there's actually some cool little guitar licks, especially in the last verse. The turnarounds change a little bit, and it's very cool. But yeah, I've just seen a face, a hidden gem, which is amazing, considering they're like the most documented and over-analyzed, over-podcasted, over-authored band in the history of music um it's kind of amazing that this is kind of a lost gem because of how great the rest of the album was i mean if this is your album filler you are firing on all cylinders all right so i realized also you know i've got this podcast mapped out for several more weeks because i'm i'm recording a bunch and and stockpiling i got it i've got it mapped out till the end of october And I've been doing a lot of the songs that I enjoy and I've realized that I need to do one that I don't like because there are Beatles and Kink songs that I don't care for. And we're going to get to them and I don't want to front load this with a whole lot of, uh, oh my gosh, they're the greatest. And then in six months, we're like, you know, have a dozen episodes in a row where I'm just, you know, crapping all over them about how bad these songs are. I promise we will get to a song that I'm actually critical of, but there's so few. And it's so hard to spend 15 minutes in my morning talking about wild honey pie. So in any case, we will get to the bad songs still, but enjoy this one. This is a good one. Um, like I did last week, if you go to HeroHabit.com on Friday, I will have a rundown of all of this week's episodes that includes uh, uh, this this podcast that you're listening to with the actual song that we're talking about. So you can go on there and see it on our on our front page. You can also go back and look at last week's. There's a Kinks and Beats hub on the site that will have all of these weekly updates. So you can go back and listen to them a week at a time, uh, all on your own for forever. And while you're there, swing by. We have a little community there that's kind of new and still growing. And there's a Kinks page, there's a Beatles page. On both of them right now, we're running a, a vote bracket for to determine the best songs from the band. You can vote for as many songs as you'd like. I only ask that you only vote for the songs you truly think uh, are among their best. Not just the ones you kind of like, uh, because then we'll vote for almost all of them. But I'm looking for, like, top 5%, right? So you can vote as often as or as many times as you want. The Kinks is in round one, so every album is available. The Beatles has already moved on to round two, so now we are divided up between uh, 63 and 66, and then 67 forward. So go on there, start a new conversation, leave some feedback for the website. Go to iTunes, please, rate and review us. I see a couple five star reviews already. Thank you, but uh, if you could also leave a review, that helps us tremendously. And I will talk to you guys tomorrow. We are talking about a kink song that has one of my favorite lines that Ray Davies ever wrote. And if you don't know it from that alone, then I don't know if we can be friends. All right. I will talk to you tomorrow. Bye. This podcast is presented by the Hero Habit Podcast Network. Swing by HeroHabit.com today to comment on this episode and poke around our growing database of sports and pop culture news, reviews, and collectibles. HeroHabit.com, collect your heroes.